0: The autumn wind is a pirate.
1: Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. And man, the Raiders—they got worked at home by the Blackbirds. Ca-ca! Couldn't stand that game. I'm going to tell you why here on show four ninety-two. Well, before I get into the show, my condolences to anyone lost, anyone that is fire. It's just the beginning. People lost their whole lives out here. I just my heart goes out to everybody out here. You know we've been working hard here in Sebastopol. Real proud of my community uh, doing their part here in Sonoma County as things burn. So you guys keep 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 going out there. Be safe out there wherever you are, uh, and keep aware. That's all I got to say. About that. Well, no, it isn't, actually. The more I have to say about it is get involved, donate, things like that. Donate your time. I'm sure funds will help greatly. But uh, get involved here, man. Sonoma County burning down. It's a sad thing. Very sad, indeed. But people stepping up. There's always a a shiny cloud there. um, Shining around, a, a silver lining around a cloud However, they want to say it. Um, But man, it's tough on some folks out there, man. Really, very tough. Prayers are definitely in order for uh, Sonoma and Napa counties. So let me move on to what's on this show. All right, Raider Nation, it seems like I should probably be doing. A suicide hotline. <laughs> it's not yet time. It's not yet time. However, I do feel like it. On today's show, we will have the post-game for the Blackbirds. Caca! Unbelievable game at home. I'm gonna hit on some of the highlights and the lowlights because there are some positives in this game. Post-show. I'm gonna to touch on the Broncos, and that's basically what it's gonna be—a little bit of touch—and we'll do a pregame for the Chargeless Nutless Boltless Chargers, LA Chargers. Now that seems so weird. Even the announcers get it wrong. That in the bone line should wrap it up. So let's get moving. All right, here's my take on the denver Hoe game. We were out physical all day long. They were beating the living crap out of us up and down the field. We are lucky that we got away with those points. Uh, unbelievable uh, that we got so dismantled by the Bronco's. Although although it's a tough game, game, tough place to play, expected more from our team. Uh, brother... Uh, so tough loss in the division. And that is about all I have to say about that. It's going down for All right, it's time for the post game for the Blackbirds. Cocker! Gotcha! on a gloriously beautiful day in oakland where the fans anticipation was very positive we were all there at the tailgate at the bad boys and uh well everybody in the house was saying the same thing as i was because i was sure with the talent we have in this team and with the right coaching that we should be able to dismantle the Blackbirds the Ravens should definitely have been shot out of the sky but to our dismay and I do mean dismay the Raiders kept us hanging in there till the last few minutes of the game because after the first few minutes of the game it looked pretty freaking dismal Uh, a 14-zip Within three minutes, I think. Maybe.
0: Now, Manuel with the gun. They're going to put Jared Cook in motion. Tight left. They go slot right. Cooper inside of Roberts. Fake the gun. Run it. Lob it a high. Taken by Jared Cook, who caught the ball. Fumbled the ball. Pick up by Jimmy Smith. He's going to go back in for a touchdown. Manuel is blocked. Touchdown, Ravens. Jared Cook, did he have it long enough? Is there any way they'll overturn this? and say he never completed the act of a catch if it's a catch
2: fumble it's a scoop and a score jared cook also put you guys in a bad hole with that early fumble it was 14 nothing before most people even settled into their seats and then you have to take a timeout because he's not ready for a field goal like that's just that that's unbecoming isn't it
3: yeah the the, the field goal thing's a little different i mean the the first one the fumble obviously don't try and do too much just just protect the ball and, and um you know, we're we're driving right there, it'd be third and short and uh just just go down and secure the ball.
1: Brutal fumble by what I'm calling uh now Butterfingers. Mr. Cook has dropped too many passes and the fumble I although I understand he was trying to move the ball from his exposed arm to his unexposed arm, bad timing on that move. He should have just cradled it up and And gone down. But what are you going to do? He was trying to make a play. And you can't hold it against the guy. However, I can hold all the drop balls against that guy. Because he's killing us. And it seems like it's disease in the locker room for the Raiders. Sean Smith. (laughs) Belize. Torched. Three times. Absolutely mind-boggling how they can keep this guy on one side of the field alone by himself. There should always be someone over the top of Sean Smith. He is a horrible defensive back. I mean, they should turn him into a linebacker. I mean, he's that fast. I mean, maybe he's not big enough, but heck, they're paying him to do a job that he just can't do. He is not very good, and he would be fourth in line after Conley, if Conley was on the field, for show. Sure. The reasons going on now for the Raiders,
2: people ask, is it scheme? Is the players? Is there something else going on there? So, Bill, I'll throw it out to you. I mean, what's the one thing that jumps out at you for what's going on with the Raiders right
4: now? The Raiders right now have lost it factor. You know, when they take the field, it's not like you're fearing them. First two games, we were seeing it factor. And what happens is really good teams take that momentum and they start getting better each week. The good ones do. The Chiefs, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing them getting better. Well, the Raiders are not getting better. You could narrow it down really to one player in this game, Sean Smith, got toasted in this game if – I would put it on one player because, number one, you got a backup quarterback, so you know you're not going to be able to put a lot of points on the board. Hey, you hope that maybe you can, but at the end of the day, this is E.J. Manuel. He is who he is. He was okay. He was okay in the game. That's what you get. Brian Hoyer, no, no different. He's okay. He's really a backup quarterback that... They're both now starters, and they put up 17 points, which was surprising to me. Well, Can you put it on one player? I hear it all the time of football. Team uh, effort, team effort, team effort. effort. Hey, You're going
5: to put it on one guy. I'm going to put it on one guy. Because of the way the game started. Right down the field, first play of the game. You got two, two, big, two plays. big plays. Is the second one more on Reggie Nelson, known for not yeah, covering right. the there uh, over the top? I do agree, though, that Sean Smith has been so bad that... It's sad because you have to give him help over the top, and that just it, it takes away from the whole scheme. Now lo, got lo, as, you got Dexter McDonald. As think?
4: you know, what coordinators are doing is they're playing chess and they're creating matchups. What they did is they just said, okay, let's put Wallace, our fastest guy, on their
1: his slowest corner. Yeah, They just ran right by him, and that was the end of it. Just Flacco with his big-ass long passes,
2: easy easy peasy is energy an issue is focus an issue early on here because it seems like you guys are just getting caught off guard early no I don't I don't think that's it at all I really don't you know um, I
3: can't speak to the very first play of the game defensively I can't speak to what is going on in somebody's head to not you know, take care of their business, okay? Bottom line is we have to do our job, and and we didn't get it done right there. So that was an ugly way to start the game.
1: Cooper got one target. He was open five times, five times. Five times he had an open field for huge gains.
2: I just heard that you, in your other press conference, were talking about open Amari Cooper opportunities that EJ didn't hit. Uh, Tell us a little bit about those.
3: Well, there were, you know, several instances where Amari had done a great job of shaking his guy and, and was open. So uh, whether the read took him there or didn't or, you know, with the progression, how, how it got read out, it just didn't end up going to him. And you don't see all five options on every play. So, um, you know, again, you're going back looking at tape. But, uh, yeah, Amari had done a nice job of breaking open several times yesterday.
1: Cooper's open a bunch. Crab got his hands on the ball a few times. Tough to come back. He had a bruised lung for crying out loud. That's pretty brutal. He's a pretty tough dude. Hats off to Crab. Um and I think EJ's playing good. I think E. J. Manuel's playing good enough if the rest of the team would catch the balls and the defense would get a turnover or at least force a three and out, you know, a little bit more, get the ball to him. We could have won the game just like that. EJ played well enough for us to win this game. Drop passes, poor performance by the defense, Marquette King laying an egg on a third down, or excuse me, fourth down on the 40, pops the ball into the end zone. They get it on 25. That, that can't happen. But what other thing that can't happen? There was eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, folks. This play sums up the entire game. It sums up the crappy offense and the shitty defensive calls and the way they set this team up for failure in this freaking game right here. Fourth down, three and a half yards probably to go. Third down, three and a half yards, excuse me. So they passed the ball, and then they kicked the ball on the fourth down with eight minutes to go in the game. We were we were ten points down. We needed to keep those four and a half minutes, whatever it was, eight minutes left, whatever it was, if we had got that that conversion.
6: Eight minutes left in the game. They decided to let to the punt. Marsh, you know, the kick wasn't good by King. Usually a guy that can drop it inside the ten and put it in the end zone, and defense goes on the field with then they you let you let a Baltimore Ravens team eat up six seven minutes. What defensively? What what have you, what are you observing on the call? And what did you see doing that that, that extended the play? They just,
0: they they ran Buck Allen right at him. What was it? Nine straight Baltimore Raven runs, uh, and I think the Raiders wore down and they got hurt. You know, part of the reason that I just did not like the fourth and four, uh, there are many reasons. I, I thought it was inconsistent with the fake punt. Uh, the week before in Denver, when you were on, on your side of the field, third quarter, this was their 44, fourth quarter. But also, you did not have Corey James. Corey James has a knee problem. He didn't play at all in the second half. And then Mark Lee, you know, barely got off the field. They had to put him on a cart. He's out with an ankle. So, and you kind of know Baltimore is going to run then low, and they ran nine straight times right at the heart of your defense. They did not go wide. They ran gun runs and came right downhill at you and a big reason was you had uh, two inside linebackers that don't even weigh 450 pounds combined. I mean, Nicholas Morrow's 216, and, and Tyrell Adams is 230. And they just got on him. They, 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 you know, they got on Vanderbilt. They wore down. The Raiders wore down. Plus, they were, they were subbing Khalil Mack and Bruce Irvin a lot at that point of the game. I think Bruce had a shoulder or some, something was wrong. And then Khalil was just taking first and second down off and coming in on third down. He did play. Uh, both guys uh, in the base downs in that series, but that's—I just think they wore down. And you got two light inside linebackers, and uh, I don't know what the status is with these two inside backers. But Corey had a knee problem in, in for the preseason, barely made the opener, and Markel Lee's injury looks bad. So you, you cannot play with you know a 230-pound and a 216-pound inside linebacker in the NFL. Though you know that they're gonna they're gonna call Marty and, and get 40 and 50 power. Sure. Right looking and run Melvin Gordon right at you all day. So I don't, that that was to me the big issue was that, that the linebacking level was just too light because of injury, and they just they just trampled you and ran the, cro- the clock right out on you.
1: We were running the ball real well. How did they get this run game up to where it was last year?
0: I thought it was better. I thought it was a lot better in the game. Uh, I thought they, they, they got into a, a rotation because DeAndre Washington was out with a hamstring. They went to just Marshawn and Jalen Rashard. And they rotated them. That's what I kind of thought it would be, where it would not be Marshawn take the first two series, the young guy split the third, let's go back to Marshawn for two. I thought it would be more Marshawn first and ten, rotate the next guy in, just boom, 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 keep somebody fresh. So I'd like to see them do that more, even with Washington back. I thought they did more gun running. I I thought they they played better uh, in the offensive line. They were able to get Marshawn some space. His first three carries went for 22 yards. The last nine weren't nearly as good. Uh, you got to get Gabe Jackson back and playing well at right guard. But I thought the running game was better.
1: That is the dumbest decision you can. <laughs> I don't care who you are. That decision sucked. We were getting pummeled by their team. They were running on us, passing on us. We had to keep the ball and try to get another score. And that made me an onside kick. Or who knows what else. But that was a turning point in this game. Showed the coach had no confidence in the team. That's what it shows to me. If I were on the team, I'd be going, Shit, we should just get this three yards. We've been doing it all day. No, I don't trust you guys. I'm going to put my hands in the special teams and hope the defense can hold. The Ravens had our number. They out-coached the living crap out of us. And they out-physicaled us all day their offensive line i mean you watch the game i'm telling you folks their offensive line was a juggernaut and those guys were getting out in front of the runners and blocking like crazy our guys couldn't even get out of their own way i don't know what happened to the offensive line of the raiders but they sucked ass and donald penn got paid to crap the bed donald penn sucks Emmanuel was being pressured from that left side all day long all day he had no time to pass the ball and pen got called out by a fan got all emotional and got in his face well pen kiss my ass or kiss my ass however you want to say it that's your job you're being paid millions of dollars a year the fans expect you to just do your job man do your job and if you can't do it just like my buddy used to say either you won't do it pen or you can't do it which one is it because that's the only questions involved here yeah pen sucked the offensive line got pushed around like a bunch of babies cook with his butterfingers butterfinger cook until otherwise spoken that fourth and three or third and three please with the punt Here's another thing about that third and three that blows my mind. Now, by then, we lost both of our middle linebackers. Both of them are gone. One with a knee, one with an ankle. And he was still going to lay this game on the defense by punting the ball. We had no, we had nobody in the middle that was really big and could stop the run. That means the other, the Ravens would have run down the field on us and used every minute of the clock. That was just so stupid. This is the coaching problem. We have a coaching problem, folks. We've got a little bit of a talent problem, I gotta admit. But last season, these same mofos here were getting it done in the fourth quarter. They were stepping on up, they were pushing other people around. Where they get fat and happy overnight? They're not grinding to the end, man. Their heads are down. They got that face. They look slow. <laughs> look at the Chiefs. We are going to get murdered by the Chiefs. Yeah, whatever. You can get down my case. Whatever you want to say. Call me up. Cuss me out. The Chiefs are a juggernaut, bro. Chiefs are coming in here and they mean business, and we're just another bump in the road. We need to find out who we are. What kind of team? I knew where we were last year. We all did. We were grinding it. We grounded out 12 wins, man. That ain't easy in the league, as you could see. But there's no grinding going on in this team, not that I can see.
6: You saw two weeks ago's Kansas City Chief, they're playing against the Washington Redskins. They go down by 14. No one panicked. No. You see when this team goes down by 14 or 10, we're now looking and saying, who's going to make a play? Is it going to be Carr? Don't know. It's going to be Mari Cooper hasn't shown up yet. You see a Mar- You see Crabtree. You know what he is. He's a possession receiver, not a guy yeah. that's going to blaze you. But he's he's the most consistent thing on offense, in my opinion, right now. That's Crabtree. When you your highest paid, your your offensive line is one of the highest, the second highest played offensive line in football. You have the second highest paid offense. Period, and you're not performing like it. And guys have to look in the mirror and do that soul-searching, Bill, and you know that, you've been on situations on teams where it's not all good, and you have to look at yourself and say, enough's enough. And until guys can make an effort, and that starts with Jack Del Rio, because he's the one leading, leading the charge, and his assistant coaches, and then go on and so on to the players. And with me, I look at it, and I think that I think the Carr is a quarterback that's going to be a great—he's a good quarterback. I think he has potential to be a great quarterback, the biggest thing is, when you run Musgrave out of here, be careful what you ask for. Because you had a guy who was attention to details, who pushed Carr, who made him uncomfortable at times. Now you bring in a coach that, not that he's not a good coach, Bill, but does he have that gravitas that he can push guys? I know they respect him, but do they kind of fear him? Coaches have to be in a situation where they the players, it's not, hey, buddy, buddy, and they grab and Can't laugh. Can't friends. You, yeah. You you know what, Bill, you need that on this. Yes, You
4: can be friends when everything's going good. <coughs> when 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 everything is I mean, Mike Shanahan, I can say, was my friend when we were kicking ass.
6: I can't say <laughs> oh, oh no. Mike was me yeah. He got he turned
4: <laughs> You know, and there is a change. Bill Walsh, too, right? Bill Walsh, even when you guys were winning, he still kind of kept a distance? Bill Walsh was nobody's friend. Not coaches, not players. He kept a distance from everybody. So you didn't that take personally. Did. No, you just knew that Bill Walsh did not connect with the players. And that was the way he did it. Like I said, the it factor right now is gone. And I think this is one of those situations where... The pitchfork needs to come out, and and I I say this a lot. Where have yeah, head coaches have to be able to balance between that of boys and the pitchfork. And right now, this is serious. Okay, this is Jack Del Rio's coaches. They're up there till all hours of the night trying to create things for these players. And these guys are underperforming, and it's time to—I think—to bring the pitch, the pitchfork out and create a little fear in these guys. And these guys need to play with a sense of urgency, and they got to have a little bit of fear inside
1: of them. Todd drowning, and that's what I'm going to call him. He's drowning. <laughs> He's going to use EJ as an excuse till the cows. Moo on their ass home because that's all he's got. Because his play calling is pedestrian and it's pitiful. It, you know, you can read it like a book. Where is some pop? I mean, come on, man. Yes, EJ Manuel, he's a service of quarterback. You need to be able to put some plays up there, bro. We got all the weapons in the world. Blah blah blah. Most prolific offense in the first two games. Blah blah blah. Where'd it go? Coaching. Absolute coaching. Jack understands.
4: Hey, here's the guys that I have. Yeah. D- and he made the move getting rid of Billy Musgrave.
5: I know we you know that's looking like a mistake right know, now. It's looking it? like a big mistake.
4: <laughs> so all of a sudden now, and that's what happens when you're the head coach and you get a new contract, you're making big bucks, hey, the buck stops with you. You are the guy making the decisions, and... You know, sometimes you got to be able to handle the heat. And Musgrave,
6: Musgrave was on those guys. He was attention to detail. Oh, yeah. He kept, you know, he was nagging cars, nagging guys. Like, no, this is what. And sometimes you got to have that. And not to, And here's the thing. We know how hard car works. I've seen this guy since Fresno. I know this guy. I know what he's made of. He wants to work. He wants to be great. That are making, holding them accountable. You look at Belichick. Belichick, get on Tommy. Every day, he's on his face. He's pushing him. What's wrong with you, old man? You okay? He's pushing. You look at Parcells. You look at certain coaches, certain offensive coordinators. They're in guys' face, even though those guys are great players. You gotta be. You gotta be willing. You have to be willing to do that. That's how. That's how you become. That's how you make players become great. But he, but here's
4: another thing, Low is it's the experience. You, hey. got, you have a a young quarterback young. coach. That all of a sudden, and a young coach you handle, and a young quarterback you And sometimes you can get lucky, mm-hmm. and a guy, the guys, uh, you know, is really good and can can just handle it and walk in and do the job and do it very well. Well, Bill Musgrave had years of being around the NFL
6: and had seen a lot. And I think was really good for Derek Carr. And he's not, Carr's not Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Big Ben yet. That's what people don't realize. Because he showed the flashes, because we But know, he got paid like it. I know. But it doesn't mean that he is that. That was paid on potential, what he can become. So that's why it's important now that you don't let this guy go right. That's why it's important that we're not hating on Carl. We're trying to say that's why it's important to have a good mentor. That's why it's important to have a great uh, offensive coordinator.
1: Look at how many OCs Alex Smith had over the years. Um, But but And you guys aren't wrong about Musgrave, but it's five games too early to issue a verdict on Downey?
4: No, not in the nope. NFL. You you're you're looked at every week intensely. And when you're in the so-called best division in football and now you're 3 games behind <sighs> the leader, the Kansas City Chiefs, and now you got to start hoping and praying and you're not in control of your own destiny. You know,
6: you played a Baltimore Ravens team that the quarterback was averaging 5.5 yards a pass. Unbelievable! You, you played a team. Come on, man. You, you're yeah. playing. You played a team. You, you're not out here playing the, the greatest team. Baltimore Ravens be lucky to win eight games this year lucky to win eight games. And they probably won't win eight games. So when you sit there and everyone says, okay, look, you play a team that you look at it, they don't have necessarily great receivers. Their offensive line is a dismo. You're going out here, don't have Suggs is getting all longer in the tooth. Uh, still an average pass rusher, but it's not great anymore. You're going out here and you're playing this football game and you're supposed to be a team that's going to compete for the AFC Championship game and you're at home. You're not supposed to lose that game, coach. You're just not supposed to lose that game. Yeah. So when you're talking about should and offensive coordinator here's the deal show me some creativity i'm not saying that this guy can't coach and i'm not saying he doesn't deserve a job i'm just saying this you need to show me some diversity you need to show me put two running backs in and let me see guys get on you brought in patterson for a reason this guy can fly put him on some jet sweeps if you run the patterson across the motion and you give him a sweep what does a linebacker got to do you got to respect, respect him, him. You, know, you have to you have to oh, uh, you have to respect play action
4: in the national football league you have to. when you got marshawn lynch back there or jalen
6: richard you have to respect those running backs absolutely give me those guys on the perimeter and you see have you put if you put that put him in and run that sweep now those linebackers got to chase one's got to mm-hmm. chase and now if you have hand ball to marshawn now when he hits the hole the linebackers already pulled because he's running with the sweep should they use Lynch differently than they're using him so far? I think more of the read, more of the read, and sometimes that. Here's the thing: Did you see the goal line run with Lynch? Yeah. Linebacker, what was he at? Right in his face. Right. What did what did Lynch do to him? Ran right, him right over him. and kept yeah. stepping. If you get him past the defensive line, Lynch is still the most powerful running back in the league right now. You got, you can't just line up and say we're going to go and beat you. You got to spread them out. Lynch was effective when him in that in the quarterback when Russell Wilson when they do that read and Russell can pull and give the illusion. Look at Peyton Manning when he couldn't hardly throw. Peyton Manning faking the faking the ball in there. Linebackers have to come. The tight end always has that position in the middle of the field. And if the tight end's not open, if safety has to jump him, you got the corner out there. It makes it simple. I I, I just think that they and, can be using him better.
4: And low EJ Manuel has shown. He's got some athletic ability. Yes, he does. You know, he made some you know, plays. Greg, Greg was saying last week he,
5: he can't run. run. Are you kidding me? That third and I was like, he made some this plays. guy can run. We don't see that from Derek Carr either. The scramble no. drills, when a play is no. dead, how can you make a play? We see Aaron Rodgers do it. We see, we're saying Alex Smith do it this season. Alex Smith's been doing it for a here's while. A,
4: here's another thing, guys. I, I've been talking about boots and waggles. Why aren't we rolling out and doing <laughs> that? And I think that's where Greg came and said, well, he's not very athletic. Well, how about the pass to Crabtree when he scrambled out and was getting chased and let it fly? That that to me, we need to see more
6: of that. No you have doubt. two routes coming across. When you, anytime you boot, you drag the tight end, run a zero route. You have that corner route on top of it. Yep. So what happens is two guys come across, so he can either go high, low. Then underneath you have the fullback in the flat or the tight or tailback in the flat. So now you have three guys: high, low, intermediate. Or so run. you run. Or run. So you can't be right. You can't guard them all. I, I've been in this game too long enough. You can have now. You got pressure on that defense.
1: You have too many options. Now, Ken Norton, lame defense. Good in some places, but one guy, Sean Smith alone, cost us this football game on the defensive side of the ball. Yes, indeed. And it was his gaping hole that allowed this Blackbird's to work the Raiders to the ground and go home with a W, bro, from home. <sighs> so the Raiders are now 2 and 3 and looking at a real tough San Diego team coming into Oakland. I could just tell you if they play anything like they did on Sunday at home against the Blackbirds, we got no shot at all you just have to get the plays done when they 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 need to get done. We we could not we could not get it done. We ran the ball really well, 4 yards a carry average, really good. But um key moments, crappy penalties, no called penalties. I mean, helmet-to-helmet helmet contact, nothing. Yeah, the officials still hate us, but man, we we have to win these games. This game is a typical classic game. Last season, we would have won this game. We would have come back in the fourth quarter and slapped two touchdowns on these fools and sent them home crying on the bus back to Baltimore. But we didn't. And I told you every reason why. Uh, and, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to point the finger at the coaching staff because right now, um, they're not positioning these players in a place to win. They're not. When you get Amari Cooper open five times and one pass to him, and they haven't adjusted for that in a game, that is bad coaching, man. That's shitty coaching. I don't know what else to say. Todd drowning, and I'm calling him drowning because he's drowning in this job, it is so over his head. You can tell he's being out coached. Every week. We can absolutely
4: destroy teams with some creativity.
1: Let me tell you, this is the end of this rant. This is an offensive winning team. This is not a defensive winning team. News flash, people, even last year, like you know, we depend on our offense to win the game. Not our defense. We depend on our defense to keep the other team to a decent score, but not as good as us. Not as high as us. That's the way this team has been built. And our offense blows ass even with Carr. And in this game, it didn't matter if he was in there or not. Now, maybe he would have picked up Cooper. The game would have been rah-rah-rah, but he's holding hands, screaming on the way out of the stadium. I don't think so. Not the way everyone else is playing, because it just doesn't seem like they're playing. So, whatever it is, I say it's coaching. You say potato. I say potato. And, well, I say that that's all I can say about that. No, it isn't. One more thing I do have to say about that is the tailgate was off the chain. Had some great friends, great moments, great beers. It was fun. Uh the crowd was ready, uh bad boys was happening, and man, it was it's just disappointing to me. I just have to say this, it pisses me off to no end when people come here from so far away and the Raiders <laughs> can't get it done, and that's because they're just not getting it done. You know, this is a team all last season we knew they could kick anybody's ass and this season, it's I'm not sure. It's tragic for people to travel so far, but the tailgate is pretty damn good. It's a nice consolation prize. <laughs> if you gotta go through it, not a bad way to do it. Alright, Chargers versus the Raiders. Or... Nutless, boltless, (laughs) chargers, chargers, or dead vows. Yes, the Oakland Raiders host the Los Angeles Chargers. That's kind of funny to say because it's funny if you look how many people go to the game. I think they'll catch a crowd I hope they do I mean it's sad it's pretty sad but uh, I feel them trust me look the Chargers won their very first game last week against the New York I'm barely alive Giants and they did it on defense I think their offense is just as good as it's ever been It can. Rivers will hurt us man and he's got all the weapons to do so and they're coming into Oaktown, and they are ready to play.
5: So the Chargers are coming into town. Just won their first game against the New York Giants, and the Chargers have been involved in every game. They've been in every game. Chargers could be 3-2, and 4-1. and one. They're going to come here, and they're going to look at Sean Smith because Gary and Conley, guys, is probably not going to be playing for a while. Obi Mellifon was out. We don't know
6: about David Amberson. How does this team sack up and beat the Chargers? I think you could bring, they got to bring in some corners. I, I don't know who's out there, but you, you, I know that this, I know this regular organization has brought in guys. I probably Revis is here in the building. You don't even know. I'm going to pull there. a
4: Jack Del Rio and just not answer the question. Like, <laughs> I'm worried. Have a sip of water. I, I have to say, <laughs> low, I'm actually concerned this week. You should be. Yeah. This is a game that Phillip Rivers, I don't Ooh. care what anybody says. He's still dangerous. He always, you know, steps up against the Oakland Raiders. It's always a tough game.
6: The scary point about it, you know, the scariest thing about this game is, I don't know if we can score 24. If we can score 24, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. I don't care if Carr plays. Is Carr going to be able to get 24 points? That's the, that's the issue. I, I don't know. We don't know because, even if
4: he plays. Because he's had two poor performances in a row. He did. And now he's hurt. So... How is he? Is he going to rebound and, you know, be the guy that he was the first two weeks? Got a little news here from uh, Michael
1: Gelkin, who covers the Raiders for the Las Vegas Review Journal. That the Raiders have signed former Jaguars and Seahawks cornerback. Demetrius McRae. So there you go.
6: I knew they had to bring... Well, well, yeah, you, you asked me. I told you it was Demetrius McRae. They're bringing somebody in, whether it's Revis, I don't care. You, you, you had to bring someone in. It didn't. Because the Chargers are going to be throwing that football
1: around. Yeah. And here's kind of what the odd makers say. They say, if Derek Carr plays, the Raiders should win 27-21. If Derek Carr does not play, the Raiders will lose. They don't even give the point spread. That's how it sounds. And... You know, it's sad because, damn, man, Manuel did enough last week to win. If the rest of the team would have stood up, I think we could have beat those guys. But it's another game. Here we go. It's another gut check game. You know, Del Rio's pissed. Everyone's pissed. A lot of fingers kind of probably getting pointed somewhere. You're not hearing about it. Um, that issue with Penn and the the fan... That's bad mojo, man. That's bad news for him. Uh, He needs to suck it up and say, yeah, you know what? I didn't play very well. Uh, That's right. But, oh, no, you can't be called out and then act like you're all that. No, bro, they're paying you big money to shut your big fat mouth and get on the line and start protecting your quarterback, bro. Exactly. Left tackle was so lame last game, I can hardly freaking believe it. Smith needs help. Either don't play Sean Smith, or if you play him, play him with help. Because San Diego will chew him up. They'll get another 150 yards like they did last week just off of him. Just off of him. They'll blow by him like he's standing in concrete. Smith needs help. I hope they realize that because we're hurting and middle linebacker as well. <laughs> oh, God. Antonio Gates is going to look like he's 20 years old. Oh, my gosh. I'm freaked out about this middle, as I should be, and the running game that they have is brutal. And I hate to even say it because the Chargers have lost three, four games. Doesn't make a bit of difference, folks. I don't care about that. They hate us. They're coming to Oakland. And if we're not ready to go, I mean, our defense is decimated. So what does that mean? Just like last year, we must depend on the freaking offense. And that means that if Todd drowning continues to drown in his job, then we're going to suck. Because he better, if Carr plays, he better be on, man. No more of this sheep is garbage. You got to get this kid out of the pocket. What happened to Carr? Why is he running forward in the pocket while it collapses? Why isn't he coming out like Aaron Rodgers or Wilson? He's got wheels. He's done it before. We've seen him do it for a couple seasons. And now he's stuck in the pocket. What the hell is freaking wrong with you, Dowling?
4: This day and age, there's too much parody and, and there's too much competition, and you've got to get creative. Our, we're, we've just proven that even with this great offensive line, all these great weapons, that we can't just line up and play basic football and kick the other team's ass. We have to get
1: creative with
4: these weapons.
1: This is where the plays need to be made, man. The offense either makes it for this team or we are going to be crap the rest of the year. It's just going to be like, okay, another typical Raiders season where they come in and everybody thinks rah, 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 and they crap the bed. Yep. Greg Papa joining Joe Low and Dibs on ninety five point seven. The game. All
2: right, Papa. Welcome to the program. As I'm sure you know, Raider Nation a bit perturbed over the two and three start. How are they going to turn it around this weekend against the Chargers? You think they open up the offense a little bit more?
0: Yeah, I think Derek will be back, and uh, I think they will. In fact, I think you'll see them uh, jump into a little more uh, no huddle and, and try to play faster. Uh, try to get a jump on the Chargers and attack, but the Chargers are a good team. They've, they've been a problem for the Raiders. and you know, the Raiders have found a way to beat them the last few years. They, they know the Raiders well. So it's just, to me, it's about finding a, uh, a identity. Uh, they, they don't really know who they are right now. And I think, you know, the identity for the last few years has been the ACDC connection. And, uh, for whatever reason, it's been short circuited. So you got to get back to, to featuring Amari, but I think getting, uh, Derek back will have them find
1: their identity. Well, see, this, this is the real game. Now, everyone's talking about Kansas City. Everyone's moving us to Kansas City like that's even a flippin' contest. Listen, Kansas City is on a whole other planet. Their offense, their defense, their special teams is absolutely polished. It's frickin' dangerous. And if you're giving me crap right now, you know it's the truth. They've kicked everybody's ass. that's tried to put them down. There's been some good teams in there. So what I'm saying, if we're not playing at our very best, very best, then we won't beat them. They're that good, of course. You know, we're going to have to play at our best and be lucky on top of that. I'll take it. But I'm not even thinking about the Chiefs because they're so far away from us as far as skill. They're so far higher, so far better, that I can't even think past the San Diego game because this is going to be a mofo. It's going to be a battle of the Titans. This is going to be a trench battle like nobody's business. And if we don't get to Rivers and hurry him and rustle him. And keep him from getting out of the pocket. We're gonna—it's gonna be a long day, man. Especially over the middle, unless we get one of these guys back or both of them back in the middle. Fifty-five. Ugh. Not looking good for the Raiders. And if we don't score a bunch of points at home, I mean, thirty-five points, man. We got to put it up because Rivers will put forty-five on us. We got to keep scoring and keep scoring. And keep scoring until they blow that last whistle, man. Because that's the only way we're going to beat people this season, is on the offensive side of the ball. And unless Todd Dowling can get it together, um, we're going to be in a world of hurt. Because that's where our talent is. That's where our skill is. That's where our strength is. And if we don't have that, well, defense is going to be out there all day. They can hardly take a half a day. That's because they don't have a lot enough players on there that can make plays. And our secondary and linebacking core, there isn't anything there. McDonald <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. We need Emerson back. We need TJ Carey. Joseph's playing like a beast, but you know, we need like four of him. Gosh. And the middle is just wide open. My gosh. So I can't even complain about the defense. Norton, he stinks. I don't even know what to say. Pop, what's the deal with uh, Gary and Conley? I don't know. I don't know.
0: He's, uh, he's having a, a pain problem and he's just been slow to heal. Going back to the June mini camp, uh, you know, they tried to alleviate the pain when he played against the Jets. I thought he played really well in that game. And that's why I was so encouraged after that game. Cause they were blitzing. They were Gary and looked so good. And, uh, It just I don't know how much of a rookie season he's gonna have, frankly. He's just having a very hard time getting over this and it's forcing Sean Smith to play. And, you know, Jack's right as far as the the design of the defense on the first play, but I don't I think any play you design now, you've got to have safety help over the top on Sean Smith. You just cannot allow him to have to handle it all. He's gotta get on top and he's just not fast enough even to do that. And he's just getting beat over the top repeatedly, whether it's Vernon Davis or a 33-year-old tight end running right by him, or you know, Mike Wallace. is uh, Mike's 31 now, but he's still a fast guy. So you've got you've to have help over the top on Sean Smith. So whatever you design, you could do something different on the other side of the field. But on his side of the field, somebody has got to help him deep.
1: Just keep two people over there, an extra person on Smith's side, and let's just roll the dice. But We have to have the offense playing, and that's it. That's how we win this game. Pressure Rivers if we can. Get Carr the outside so we can make make some plays. You got to extend these plays. Although, you know, we've been playing on this quick pass thing, they figured it out, man. They get to Carr before he gets the ball out. Well, you know what? We got to get him out so that the the defenders start to lose. You know, there's a gap. The gap grows as time ticks away. And if your quarterback can split out like Rodgers or Wilson, You know, those guys get out there whence, does it? I mean, they're getting out there making plays because you can't cover someone forever. Carr used to do that. And now he's become a turtle. He's in the turtle shell, and if the shell collapse, oh, well, it's not on him. Bullshit. It's on him. It's on the coaching staff. He's got to get rid of that sheepish bullshit he's got going on and put some confidence in his face because the whole team needs to be slapped. Literally. They don't wake the hell up. This season's over. 11 games to go. Sounds like a lot. You're going to have some losses in there. Boy, that don't sound like so many now. So, you know, unless we can pop out an 11-game winning streak, which at this point, who knows? You know, I could be struck by lightning. Stranger things have happened. But I'll tell you, unless that goes down like that, And I hope it does. It'd be a great story. It'd be like when we played in the Super Bowl year of 2002. We lost four games in a row. The world was falling down. All you Raider fans know this story. The world is over. Team sucks. Everybody's bad. The coaches need to be fired. I remember. All the media, Raiders will never make it. They're done. Stick a fork in them. It was the biggest laugh of 2002. The Raiders turned it on and they never turned it off. So And they went to the Super Bowl, period. So it's not impossible for the team to resurrect itself and make it happen. But it's it's painful to see where we are compared to where we were. And there's a lot of question about desire, a lot of question about what the team's hardest? Listen, these, these guys, every one of them wants to win. Let me tell you, man. There ain't no this con, con, conspiracy garbage about, oh, they're going to sandbag until Vegas. No, no, no. Not these guys. Not these men. I can tell you that. They hate losing. Coaches hate losing. Losing is always a bad deal. Especially in competitive sports. You got a bunch of Mustangs there, man. You got to ride those things. And this is our time. They cannot jack around. And I don't mean jack around like Jack Del Rio around, although there have been questions. We better get this shit figured out and start having Reggie look for better players out there, look for someone who can fill some holes, you know, trade for somebody. We need some help. And right now we're you know we're drowning under Todd drowning's deep offense offensive play calling. We have another you know third and three, and we throw the ball and then kick the ball. I'm going to have a stroke that was wrong, and del Rio, you're wrong for saying that that's what you wanted to do. you lost your two best. Inside linebackers, you had nowhere to go. And if Baltimore got the ball back, you never would have seen the football again. And I'm calling you out, Del Rio. It's the first time I ever felt this way. That's some bullshit. And don't piss down my back and tell me it's raining. Because I know the difference, and so does the rest of the Raider Nation. Because you heard the boo birds for miles. That pisses me off. That one play. Yeah, 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 the one play didn't win the game or lose the game or the one call, however you want to say it. It did for me. Lost a lot of respect for this coach in that moment, as I'm sure a lot of fans did. So as far as the Chargers go, man, I hope Derek plays because they said four games. And I hope Del Rio's not you know, pouring a bunch of piss in a glass because I don't need that. As a fan, I want to know what the hell's going on. The other team's going to know. You're only, gonna, you're only fooling us. I don't get it. I don't care. Stop. Don't jack around with us because that pisses me off too. We have to have him play. If he doesn't play and if EJ Manuel plays, he plays well enough to win. I have confidence in the guy. I just don't have confidence in the coaching staff and their ability to fix stuff. I just don't because it's just not getting done. And we did it last year. This is almost the same guys. There's some new guys here, absolutely. There's some fresh blood in the house. But um, if they're better players than like they say they are, I don't know why we're here, bro. Then I must point a finger to the coaches, man. Our coaches, oh my gosh. Bleak.
2: The man who does a lot of scoring for the Raiders is Ted Wynn. He's a writer for The Athletic, and he does a huge, monumental job checking out this offense, charting plays, looking for offensive tendencies. He sent out a preseason playbook that was some of the most comprehensive study into what the Raiders were about to do this year. And unfortunately, they're not doing half of what we thought that they would do this year. Ted Wynn joining us on The Damon Bruce Show. Ted, thank you very much. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Damon? Doing great. Thank you so much for joining us. Before we talk about the specifics of what's not working, first of all, have you noticed anything that is a whopping difference between what Bill Musgrave was doing and what Todd Downing is now doing?
7: I think the big uh, big obvious answer that everybody's been talking about uh, recently is the lack of a play-action game. I think it's just too easy for the defense to key on what the Raiders want to do when they're under center that, you know, linebacker scoot up and sometimes their formation blitzing, it's hard to get a run against it. They, uh, they were a little bit better, um, against the Ravens. They actually ran four play action passes compared to just maybe one or one or two a game. Uh, but the thing is, you, you know, you see, if you watch Kyle Shanahan, you might see four play action passes in one drive. Um, so definitely there needs to be more play action, more balance. Um, and with Musgrave, you know, the obvious answer is uh he adjusted really well. I mean, sometimes last year the Raiders offense didn't start the game well, but they ended the game on fire, ended up winning the game in the last two minutes. And I think the biggest adjustment for a new young O.C. is adjusting, learning how to adjust and thinking when the pressure is on. Uh Everything's fine when, you know, you're on script and the defense is doing what you thought they did based on film. But, you know, how are you, you going to adjust when the defense comes out and doing something differently? Are you able to make those adjustments on the fly? And right now, I think uh, Todd Downing is learning that, and he's had thrown into the fire. With Cooper, uh, I think there—I I don't know what happened the last three games with him, but just looking at the Ravens film, there were many opportunities where he was wide open. No question, he would have got big yardage, and Emmanuel just didn't see him. Uh, so, yeah, he has trouble catching the ball. But I think you know that's when you got to try to get him involved early, get his confidence up and I I don't think that the Raiders' offense have done a good job of trying to scheme a couple ways to get him a couple easy passes early in the game.
2: Ted Wins, a writer for The Athletic, joining us here on 95.7 The Game. I thought all things considered E.J. Manuel, he might have missed Amari Cooper, like you said a few times, but grading on the curve of how'd you look as a backup, I I thought he looked pretty good. He was the least of the Raiders' problems yesterday.
7: Yeah, no, I agree. I, there's, you know, obviously there's a couple of times where I thought he should have changed the protection and he did miss Cooper. Uh, but he made a couple plays with his legs and, you know, he played good for a backup. But obviously if we, you know, if the Raiders had Carr in there, I think the, the game would have been a lot more competitive. Uh, you know, then they might have even won the game with Carr in there because there was just some, some opportunities left on a field. But I thought they, they could have helped him out more with a little more bootleg passes, which is absent from this offense, uh, compared to last year. Uh, roll him out the pocket, and just get him a couple of easy throws out the pocket. And I wish they did that more.
2: Raiders didn't get much pressure on Flacco. Three hits, three hurries, and let's face it, he might not be the elite guy that we've been having a debate about for years, but he's veteran enough to where if you give him enough time, he's going to get you. And he did yesterday. Khalil Mack didn't have a single pressure the entire game, according to Pro Football Focus. I find that hard to believe what happened to Khalil Mack? I mean, certain things that we count on to be there every week have to be there, and he's one of them.
7: Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, they were double-teaming a lot, and there was a, you know, Brian Boldinger just posted a video of Khalil Mack just getting obviously held, and it, it wasn't called. Uh, but one of the things that the Raiders were doing to open up opportunities for Mack was they are blitzing Carl Joseph on his side. And even if Carl Joseph didn't get home, they couldn't double-team him because one of those guys had to uh, block carl joseph but with the cornerback depth the way that it was uh, and in a corner got hurt on the first play of the game as well uh they couldn't blitz as much i don't remember what the numbers were but i only remember carl joseph blitzing once and max has got double team all all game and still you know we depend on mac or the raiders depend on mac to get some pressure even when he getting double team and it just didn't happen
2: ted based on all the film that you've seen based on all that you know this team has where do you think it goes from here is this Derek Carr comes back next week against the Chargers and they get right and just forge on with the rest of their year? Or are you looking at a team who, you know, it's, it's ball of yarn is just unwinding and right in front of us.
7: Well, see, I'm not ready to hit the panic button just yet, but if they do not get it together against the Chargers who aren't good, then, uh, you know, then it might be time to panic. But um, I thought, Against the Ravens, if Carr played, this would have been a great opportunity for him to get back on track. Um, But, like, you know, the Chargers are not a good team, and they should be able to score 30 plus on these guys. Uh, They've just been, they've been really close on a few plays they just couldn't quite make. And, like we, you know, we talked about, Downing is still learning at the play caller. So hopefully he makes another step, takes another step in his game, and Carr comes back, and the offense gets rolling again against a Defense is just not that
2: great. I would hope so, considering that there's the after the Charger game is a short week as you get ready for Kansas City. So it just doesn't get any easier, and the Raiders need to get better right now. He writes for The Athletic. Ted Wynn, thank you very much, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks,
1: David. We still can make it happen. Not going to give up, but man, they better sort this crap out. <laughs> Okay, that's enough of me, and that is all I have to say about that. All right, it's time for the Bone Line 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. It's going to be a special Bone Line, I know. <laughs> Thank you, Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, who incidentally was in the house. Uh, he was solo. It was nice to see him. Nice to see you, Keith. He's bringing a humongous bunch of UK fans. The UK Black Hole will be in the house this coming week and the Thursday game. It'll be rocking. Get your ass in a seat. If you can come to the Coliseum, even if you don't have a seat, get to the Bad Boys. Meet this group. They are awesome, hardcore Raider fans from across the pond. It is epic. It'll be an epic time. Make sure you make it. Great to see you, Keith. Um great job brother good seeing you all right who's the first on the bone line and our first caller is raider carlos out of los angeles california really fun to see this guy it was really really funny great time thank nice meeting you brother really had a great time listen to carlos and keith smith
8: Nation, this is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider at the tailgate here today for the Raiders game, and we're joined by Raider Carlos from LA, and uh, we've got a new guy here, he's not done a phone line call before, your name is? Raider Greg, from the Raider Nation podcast. Okay, Raider Greg, we've been trying to get you to phone in for a long while, and I know you found it a little bit embarrassing, but Carlos has made it possible today, he's encouraged you to do this. Yes, that's right, Raider Carlos here for Alex from LA, I am grateful And so appreciative of being Raider Gray right to my right and Crusader Raider all the way from London, England, here at the Oakland Raiders versus the Baltimore Ravens, week five of the NFL season. And all I gotta say, I
9: appreciate
8: the company that's right in front of me. Let's go Raiders!
1: Well, that's the kind of fun we were having in the parking lot. It was a great time. We were all feeling pretty positive. <laughs> I thought. All right, who's next on the bone Line? And our next caller calling from Maryland. Oh my gosh, you poor guy! This is food stamp raider. What's you got, man? It's got to be tough in hostile territory.
9: to Greg. Raider Randy. This is full staff Raider calling from Maryland. Two minutes left in the game, and we're about to blow another one against the Ravens. And um, I think it's time for us to have an honest assessment
8: of what we really have as a head coach and as a coaching staff, because basically what I see on all three faces of the game, we're getting beat again. I didn't expect much from EJ Manuel, but, this was a winnable game, and I think that the d- deficiencies on the defensive end and the excuses for Jack Del Rio having Kid Norton as a D coordinator in the end, I think this rookie offensive coordinator is a mistake. Clearly, we have not addressed our defensive line because everybody runs on us and everybody can throw without worrying about blocking anybody with Mac. Bruce Irving's pretty much in witness protection after week two. So we got problems. I don't see any solutions. Derek Carr wasn't playing great before he got hurt, so I don't think he's the magic answer either. We got some serious issues with his team. I don't see it. And I don't want to hear all these excuses for Jack Del Rio either, because as far as I'm concerned, he's been a 500-level coach his whole career. He's not Belichick. He's damn sure ain't Andy Reid, who's just licking his chops looking at the at our game plan when they play us, by the way. Uh, we don't look good at all. It's really disappointing because most of us were thinking that this was going to be our
9: year. But I don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that it starts at the top. I think the head coach is over his head. I think his, his
8: coordinators are a joke. Ken Norton, I don't even know why he has a job. He should be at McDonald's right now because this defense is pathetic. And I don't want to hear about what he did in Seattle, because we ain't Seattle. Okay, man, this is another disappointing Sunday. Uh, we're going to hold it together. But right now, the Raider Nation has more heart and more desire than the actual players who wear the Raider uniforms do. It's foodstab Raider. I'm finding out.
1: Well, very well said, brother. Sad but true. I mean, you got to listen to all that crap in in, uh, in Maryland from all the Baltimore fans. That's bad enough. But what you say is very true, especially when it comes to the coaching. I mean, I've been hitting on this for a while, and uh, and Reggie ain't innocent in this either. So let's not just point it out Del tell Rio, uh, Reggie, you got to get the right groceries to cook the right dinner, and I don't think that we've been getting the right groceries, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I don't get it, like I said before. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. But this year, I mean, I'm not holding a lot of hope, man. Looks, this looks like a Dennis Allen football team. And that is all I'm going to say about that. Thank you for the call, man. Very well said. And my very good brother from Scranton, PA, Raider Chris. He's in the house. What's happening, brother?
8: Raider Nation. Raider Greg, we missed you. Gregor Randy, holding it down, did an outstanding job. Uh just wanna say thank you to you guys for doing an awesome show. Uh best podcast out there by far, hands down. It's the only one I listen to. Uh well you guys know that I've been here for years. And that ain't gonna change, no matter how sad this team looks. Another week, another loss. It's like watching old it's like watching the Raiders from, from a few years ago. Manuel, by far, did not look perfect. He wasn't very good. He was he good. Like, he did a couple, you know, smart decisions, some good throws. Kept us alive on a few of the, the possessions. But, uh, man, I tell you, this offensive line is getting worse and worse. They're up there with the defense. Like, they're just, they're bad. Like, they're really bad. Ugh. And Lee going down, getting carted off that with Pugley. Some of these punts were looking ugly and just the fans, you can hear the booze and it's just not what we expected. Not even close. Crabtree, not a hundred percent still giving it his all. He, he is our number one receiver because Cooper is nowhere to be found, but he was targeted very, very little. And the thing that set me over the top was just a little while ago was that helmet to helmet hit from Weddle that was not called on Roberts, but that, Really doesn't matter, but it should have been called. But it's just not looking good. Like we play the Chargers next week, and if our secondary plays the way that they have been, especially Smith, Rivers is going to be just throwing all over us. So, uh yeah, I mean another week, another loss. I'm just tired of losing. Like I'm, I'm glad that Carr didn't play because we need him in the long run. There's no point of risking further injury to him. So I was glad that he was there and Manuel was, was learning from him. you could see it on the bench. But, yeah, man, this is just just ugly. All right, Raiders, I'm not going to hold up the line here too much because I'm sure you're going to get a ton of calls. But, Raider Nation, <laughs> I'm out with like that fat girl and downfall.
1: Yeah, this is looking very familiar, like I said, like a Dennis Allen coach team. Pathetic all the way around. And, and like the last caller, uh, Food Stamp Raider, I, don't, I just don't think even if Carr comes back that that's going to make much of a difference. Our offensive line isn't going to change. What's going to change? We'll have the guy throwing the football, and hopefully everyone will rally. we got to have it, man. we got to have this. We must win this next game. I don't give a crap about the Chiefs. We must beat the Chargers. It's a division game. If we look past him, we just might as well look past the rest of the year. That's how I have to feel, man. Thanks for the call. I feel you, bro. And our next caller, a very wise and cool dude, frequent caller on the Raider Nation podcast, the Raider Disciple. Out of Orange County. What's up, brother?
10: Greetings, man. Uh, first time calling this year. This is the Raider Disciple, man, out here in Orange County. Man, all I see, man, is this season is unraveling for this team, man, and I am very, very shocked and I'm surprised, man. And there's just a few players that just seems like they're, they're just out of focus, man. Sean Smith, why are you still on that team? Why are you even still out there? Put Lawani out there. What do you got to lose? How, how, how much worse can he do? Mari Cooper, has anybody seen him all year? One catch all day? Are you kidding me? It seems that this team is missing a serious nastiness about themselves. They get hit in the mouth, and they're done for the day. They fold up, man. They're just not tough. I'm so sick of Amari Cooper and Derek Carr, too, and some of the other ones with their little choir boy attitudes, man. This is football, man. That's cool. You can have that persona about you, but when you put, put those pads on, it's time, man, for you to get crazy out there. And this and this this season is getting away from them. I'm so 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 disappointed. Whatever, man. You know, I could see next week the Chargers coming in, socking them in the mouth, and winning this game. Ready to disciple. I've spoken. I'm out, man. Hey Randy, man, thanks for reaching out for me on the text that one time, man. Thanks, bro. Nice talking to you. Hope to meet you and Greg one day. I'm out. Bye.
1: Another great call, no doubt. Uh Got to agree with the uh, no more singing kumbaya and how we're brotherhood and all that crap. Like I said before, I just want them to say we're going to rip your throat out and shove a football in it because that's how the attitude should be. We don't have that killer attitude like you say. Where is it? I see a bunch of scared guys on the sideline and a bunch of coaches looking like they're going to lose their job, perhaps. Yeah, if they don't get nasty before the Chargers come in here absolutely it's going to be a long day sitting in oakland trust me and it'll be a longer drive home Uh, we can't have that stuff we got to take care of the chargers first before we think about those chiefs thanks for the call brother and yeah you got to come to a game and hook up with us so we can have a beer some and our next caller from central florida well i don't have a name but I know he's a frustrated Raider fan like the rest of us.
9: Hey, Raider Greg, what's happening, man? First time caller, like everybody say, long time listener, man, from Ocala, Florida, um, Central Florida, man. It's it's, it's a good little um, cut from y'all, but check it out, man. Um, I don't know what's going on. I need some input, man. Um, I don't watch the games all the time, my location, and I'm working a lot. And they're going to say educated educate, because I'm in education. I'm um, going to push you really hard. So if I drop a few curse words on, um, please forgive me. But the thing is, man, I'm thinking the offense. We were 12-4 and 4 last year, and you got to help me out when you do the um, response to this. But how are we going to be 12-4, and 4, and now we're losing games left and right, man? I'm thinking, did they fire the OC? The way my thing is, the boat float don't fix it, man. And, um, I mean, listen, I don't watch every game. But when I watch them, I can kind of end up what's happening, but I don't know what's happening. Can uplifting uplift me, man? When you respond to this, make me feel good. Um, I love your show. Love the program, man. Um, You got a good thing. All right, I'm out. Take care.
1: Good call, by the way. I wish I had some magic answers for you, brother. I don't. Uh, the rest of us on this line, as you can tell as you listen to this show, are thinking the same things. What happened to those gutsy, nasty players of last year. They've seemed to have folded up and gone home. It's like they got got paid and got soft. I don't know, but uh, they need to shake it off. It's still early in the season. Uh, not too early, though. They need to turn this around, and I mean in this game. So I can't help you as far as, as what's happening. No, I understand about Musgrave. I called for his head a lot. Uh, but I certainly didn't call for Todd Downing to take his place. Uh, I, I will tell you, in several podcasts before he even coached his first game, I was questioning that decision because um, if you're going to have someone come in that's going to beat one of these – Musgrave was terrible at some times, but he got an offense that worked. Uh, Todd Downing is just – he's horrific. It doesn't seem to me like he understands the game. And we uh man we might have thrown the baby out with the bath water, I don't know. But we uh we need some help and we certainly need some attitude for sure. I appreciate the call man, call back again with your name. So we got uh, a clear idea of who you are, brother. And our next caller is Raider Jim from the East Coast. <laughs> what you got for us, brother?
11: Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Jim from the East Coast, calling after the Ravens game, uh, third straight loss, of course. And I tell you, I am beginning to think we have a serious coaching problem. The team, to me, since the beatdown by the Redskins, looks like they're defeated, and I have to blame coaching. You know, I, I won't go as far as to say it is Del Rio's fault, but yet he's the head coach, so it's on him. You know, the team, we, we all know the talent the team has, but the talent is not executing. The team is not playing together. We've got a coaching problem. Amari Cooper might have a bigger issue than that. that. That guy looks like something's wrong. I don't know what's going on in his personal life or whatever, but, man, he is just out of it. He looks depressed or something. Um, EJ, I thought he played with a little heart. I thought he he gave him, you know, a chance to make some plays. Michael Crabtree still had some heart, of course, and looked like he was in pain, but, you know, made some grabs. Uh, Marshawn ran pretty hard, I thought. Uh, didn't understand why they don't understand why they didn't keep going to him and pounding it up the middle, you know, after, after Jared Cook's fumble there uh, to put the Ravens up 14 and nothing in the first quarter overall, it just looked like the team quit. The defense was horrible. Defense looked like 2016 defense, you know, the first two games of the year uh, against the, the saints. And I think it was the saints and the Falcons last year where, Uh, The defense gave up over a 1,000 yards in uh, those two first games. Um, It was bad. It was just bad. The Raiders look really, really bad. They look like a poor team. Uh, Unless there's a a major change quickly, um, I don't expect them to have a a winning record. I don't expect them to to beat the Chargers next week. The Chargers should be fired up uh, trying to get a second win. The uh, Chargers look like they, they've been playing with more heart than the Raiders the past few games, although they just won their first today. I don't know, man. <clears throat> I know I'm like uh, the rest of the Raider Nation. I'm disappointed. Uh, I'm embarrassed for my team. It's a sad thing to watch, and I hate to say it, but I'm looking forward to, as far as the Raiders are concerned, I'm beginning to look forward to the off season already. Like like I did in the in the twelve year losing span that we just got over last year. So anyway, I'm disappointed. I'm upset. Uh, at least as far as a football game makes me upset. Uh, life goes on, but for the greater Nation, I feel your pain out there, my brothers and sisters. And uh, hey, Greg and Randy, thanks again for the podcast. Like I told you last week going to keep listening. You know, y'all keep talking about this because it is it is cathartic. It is therapeutic. We need some therapy right now. Raider Nation, hang in there. We've got more football to play for the year and who knows what might happen. See, I'm trying to talk myself into feeling better about it now. All right. We'll talk to y'all soon. Thanks again.
1: And, you know, the best part of that was I'm trying to talk myself into being positive. <laughs> you know, because that's what we all are doing. And we'll do all that till Sunday and we'll be ready. And then the Chargers come to Oakland. We're going to know that they're going o- to kick the the crap out of the Chargers. But, man, oh, man, it looks pretty bleak. Um, looks pretty bleak. Coaching, I think that's what I think. Uh, I don't know what you guys think, but I, I don't know what happened to this team. They're supposed to be better players this year in key positions. Where are they? And what the hell happened to the guys of last year? I don't know, man. These guys need an injection of testosterone. Maybe. Thanks for the call, my brother. And our next caller, you know him as the desert. Raider. What's happening, Sid?
8: What up, Raider Nation? Raider Andy, Raider Greg. This is Raider Sid, the Desert Raider. Three in a row. We are done as far as the uh, division is concerned, unless something brutal happens to KC in Denver.
11: Uh, so uh,
8: all we can do is, is try for a wild card. And this is the second week in a row that that piece of shit, free agent, tight end, Cook, screwed us. Last year with the drop ball in the end zone, and this week with the goddamn fumble,
12: which cost us the touchdown.
8: But our defense couldn't stop anybody. Our offense couldn't get anything going. we are just not playing to our capabilities. Uh... Now you're going to start hearing everybody say that the Raiders are a one-year wonder, which that's what we're looking like. This elite offense that we have is no more. Our offensive line looks like they got old overnight. Well, if we play like this next week, we're going to get our asses kicked by the Chargers, plain and simple. And uh, all right, all we got to do is regroup. Hopefully Carl will be back. I don't know what he can do. Why is, is Cooper not getting open? What's going on? This is ridiculous. All right, you guys. Keep the faith. Raider Nation, I'm out.
1: Well, thanks for the call, brother. And Cooper is open and ready to catch a ball if they throw it to him. And that's kind of how it's been. Since EJ has been the quarterback, he really leans towards Crabtree because Crab catches the ball. Uh, Cook has caught the ball until recent, and um, I don't know if Carr is going to make a difference. <laughs> I just don't know because they're they're playing him differently than they have been. I think I don't think they're having think They're having him step up in the pocket. I don't get it. <laughs> Why don't they have him? blast out to one side or the other extend the play we've got the receivers to get the job done i i don't understand it's coaching bro 100 uh someone needs to lose their job or they better fix it because san diego is coming in here to mean business bro thank you for the call and our next caller is raider tony the Northwest raider i'm sure he's got a lot to say like the rest of us what's going on there tony
8: Raider Greg, Raider Nation. This is Raider Tony, aka the Northwest Raider. Uh Raider Greg, hope you had an awesome uh, vacation. As Randy told us that you're on vacation and that's why you didn't do last week's podcast. So hope you had a great time. And uh you know, sucks that you come back to this a what's gonna end up being, I think, another a uh, therapeutic podcast for the Raider Nation, as the Raiders just, you know, we just played like crap today. And, you know, I, I think the – my fiance was telling me, because she's also a big Raiders fan, that right, for so Raider Nation or you know, posting that it's the end of the season and this and that and well, on to next year. And I'm a lot more optimistic than that. I think that's ridiculous. Um, you know it's still the early part of the season, and you know this time last year, I believe we had a similar record. You know, I mean by a game it might be it might have been a game difference, but so it's not the end of the world. And we didn't have Derek Carr. You know we're going to get Carr back hopefully in a week or two. They're saying you know he's making a lot of progress, but my concerns are really about the coaching.
2: And not Del Rio.
8: You know, I, I, I like Del Rio. I think that, you know, but he made, I think, some poor choices with coordinators. I think that, I've, you yeah, know, I'm really trying to be patient with Ken Norton Jr. You know, it takes a couple of years, and now he's in his third or fourth year, and things are not looking any better. You know, I was saying his first season, him the year or two to get his system in and get his players and so now he's in his third or fourth year. By now, if it's going to work out, we would know, you know, because it does usually take a couple of seasons to, as a coordinator, get your stuff together, and uh, it's not. You know, last week against Denver, we looked good. Our defense kept us in the game, and to be honest, it was a game that we should have won. We should have beat Denver. As bad as we played and as much as the Denver Broncos outplayed us, we still had a chance to steal that game. It's because our, de- our our defense kept us in the game. You know, you hold the Broncos the 16 points, you should win. But then today, you know, we look like, like uh, you know, like crap. And, and the week before against the Redskins, same thing. And so it's the inconsistency. You know, I just – these are the things that you would see in a 1st year's coordinator, you know, in a guy that's – but only been a coordinator his first year, you know, and it's excusable because it's your first year and, you know, but this is not his first year. This is like the make or break year where we know whether or not he's the guy or not. And I hate to say it, but unless things dramatically change the rest of the season, Ken Norton should be gone. You know, not everyone is meant to be a coordinator just like not everyone's meant to be a head coach. North Turner, one of the best offensive minds and coordinators in football,
9: lousy head coach.
8: You know, Wade Phillips, great defensive coordinator, also one of the best defensive minds in football, lousy head coach. Rex Ryan, you know, the list goes on. You know, King Norton is a great uh, linebackers coach, you know, did a great job as a linebacker's coach. Maybe being a defensive coordinator isn't over his head, and he doesn't have the, you know, it's just not for him. It's not a knock on the guy. It's not a knock on him. Like I'm saying, not everyone is meant for that next step up. And I just, I mean, it's just really frustrating because our offense did play better this week. They weren't great, but I saw some new wrinkles. a little more creativity and considering we were playing with our backup quarterback I was okay with the play of offense, with the play of the offense not happy, but okay you know, and it is Todd Downing's first season I'm not making excuses for him Um, I've been very disappointed in the play calling this year on both sides of the ball you know, but you know, there was some improvement today um, maybe with Derek Carr would have been better. I don't know. We'll see when Carr gets back how the offense actually does. But but the defense, I'm done with Ken Orton. And like I said, unless every game this year we see dramatic improvement, um, I just – I'm on board with the fire Ken Orton and give the defensive coordinator position to Chuck Padano or whatever his name is. Um, you know, we just I know Ray Reg it's just it's just frustrating. I mean, we all we just wanna win and we you know, I know that it's still early, so like I'm saying, I'm not gonna call and and say that it's the end of the season because, you know, it's not. And at the end of the day, you know, it's the early part of the season and we'll be fine, I think. I really do think we'll be fine. But damn, you know it's just one of those things that uh, you know we should have. We should have won today. Today's game was a game that we should have won. And I'm going to say it again: we should have won today's game. We should have beat the Baltimore Ravens today because they're not that great of a team. They're an okay team, but we should have beat them. And so, you know, there's just no reason for what happened today. We we just – I mean, it's just – I mean, that's just – yeah. So give the, the position to John Pagano. You know, let him be the defensive coordinator. But, you know, we got San Diego Chargers coming up. It's a winnable game, perfect game to get back on track. So I think we'll be fine this season. We've got Clark coming back. Um, you know, so I'm just trying to be realistic. I know we have a good team, you know, and so we should be fine. But Ken Orton, you know, thank you for your service these past couple of seasons, but you know, don't let the door hit you on your way out. And uh, it'd be nice if we could actually give the position to John Fagano sooner, you know. I mean, uh but yeah, so anyway, All I got to say, I'm past my three-minute limit. Uh, Go Raiders.
1: Well, thanks for the call, brother. And, yes, it is kind of a therapy session. This one is uh, because, you know, you point out some good things. The offensive coordinator is a rookie. I said this uh, many shows ago before the season. I was worried about Todd Downing. Uh, and I got everyone to tell me that not to worry. He's the guy, blah, blah, blah. And it's really, and Norton, the same thing. Here's here's my beef. It's not each play however they can be that way. It's that these coordinators do not prepare the team for the team that they're going to go against. It seems that the scheme, the offensive scheme, when you compare it to the Ravens, we were outplayed and outcoached. Completely because the plan was flawed from the get-go and there was no coming back from it. That's the same with the defense. When you set Sean Smith out there by himself on an island and he gets torched two times for massive yardage, you do it again? I, You know, what are you? Who knows? But I know I would lose my job with this type of performance I appreciate your takes and your call, my brother. And our next caller is Raider K from Atlanta, Georgia. What is happening, man? Let it on out. <laughs> That's why I got a damn show. What's up? What's
8: up, Raider Greg? Raider Randy? First time caller. This is Raider K from Atlanta, and uh, I've just been very disappointed in what I'm seeing out of my Raiders. Uh, this is looking like, you know, Carr's first year, dink and dunk. Uh, this is just I, – I just have no words for it. But our,
9: our, our offense is
8: just very, very vanilla. There's no creativity whatsoever. Sean Smith needs to row We need to be benched.
11: Uh
8: the running game was okay but
11: but you know we can't we can't run
8: enough play to even get it going and we're down fourteen nothing within a minute and a half of the game started. I mean this is like ridiculous. I mean I've gone through this, I'm from Oakland I live here in Atlanta now, and I'm going through this for the last, you know, dealing with this for the last 15 years, and here we go again. I mean, it's like the team is acting like they're lost. I mean, the defense is not playing defense. We'll we'll do good for maybe half a quarter and then back to giving up big plays. I don't know. i just... I don't know what your take is on all this, but I'm just frustrated along with the rest of the Raider Nation. And uh, we need to get this turned around because, as you can see, as it was said, we've downed two 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 games to Kansas City already, three games. And there's no way that we can even get into the playoffs if we keep this shit up here's my language uh God bless you all, and uh hopefully we can turn this around next week, against the chargers
1: oh no man you're feeling it <laughs> you're feeling you're feeling what we're all feeling, which is that same feeling we've had for that whole fifteen years, thirteen years actually two thousand three, I think we started to take a dive and we've been under ever since our first year of a uh, winning season last year and it seems like i don't even know if that was the same team playing so who knows man i can't tell you i wish i could i know we have some talent but i don't think that they improved the team la from last year that's on the general manager coaching is terrible oh the pre-plans are terrible I don't know what the hell they're doing as far as a scheme to attack other teams, but they are lost when it comes to, to uh, playing football right now. Sorry, brother. I thought it was going to be a different year. And playoffs? Playoffs? You can forget the playoffs. We'll be lucky to get 500. And our next caller from El Centro, California, Raider Loon is in the house. I love this guy's takes. What's up, brother? Give us some wisdom.
8: Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. What's going on? It's Raider Loon from El Central California. Alright, so uh third loss in a row. We're starting to see what's wrong with this team and the issues are deep. Um I think this coaching staff is weighing over its head. I think Reggie McKenzie Um, Has a flawed team on his hands that he built. um, He has, uh, I mean, what wins games more than anything is for really good defense. If anything, at least a really competitive defense and an offense that can um, move the ball. So, uh, I mean, look at the Chiefs, basically. Look at that archetype. Those guys are getting it done in so many different ways. And they have a great defense, great cornerback, at least one of them. And um, we don't have any of that. We have Khalil Mack. We have Carl Joseph, but he's not enough. We have Mario Edwards, that's not enough. And, um, man, that's about it. We have no linebackers, at least if we don't have a middle linebacker. We could have had one this draft, but for some reason we didn't get him. Uh, I just don't know what's going on. I do not know what's going on. I really, really am starting to lose faith in the whole entire coaching staff. And, um, I mean, Reggie McKenzie, for as many picks as he's hit, he's missed either on just as many or more. Because Jihad Warp, who is he? Um, Meadowlake Watson, Buss. Um, there's all kinds of picks, man. And um, he's just, don't get me wrong, I know he's hit on lower rounds with six-rounders or whatever um, and all that. But he's also missed on a lot of key rounds, man. We needed defensive starters. And he banked on Gary and Connolly doing something. That guy can't even get on the field. And our second-round pick is not going to see the field. What are we going to do? Wait till next season for these guys to get healthy? Is this a lost season, Raider Greg? Is this a lost season? Is that what it is? just what it is? We have too many injuries. We're just going to call it a mulligan and come out next year and be the Raiders we all expected to see this year. I don't know, man. These are questions I'm asking you and the Raider Nation. So, uh, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, one love. Raider News, Mount Central California. I'm out.
1: I love your take. And the reason I love your take, bro, is that I still, you guys know this, it's not new, I am not a believer in Veggie McKenzie. I've been complaining forever. I think his picks are lame. I think they're lame. When you look at other teams, oh my gosh. With the picks that we've had, we should have some decent players, at the very least a good linebacker. Whatever. We need a middle linebacker we've had since I can't remember when. And I just think that Connelly was injured before we picked him up. Something they didn't see. Because you just can't go from college being playing perfect right to the pros. And then you get these these shin splints that are epic and season-ending shin splints. I've never heard of it. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh yeah, this is a mulligan, bro. I'm calling it a mulligan because they kept Norton. They went with a brand new offensive coordinator. They did not address key needs in the draft. So I as far as I'm concerned, this is one of those years where we're going to figure out the next layer of players that we want to keep. I'm not digging it. I don't I don't know. I don't it doesn't look to me like they want to win. And you know what? You know who knows that? The players know that. The players know when the coach is full of crap. And you can go back all day long, uh, in Raider history even, and find guys like Tom Walsh uh, that were calling plays that players were like, no way, Um, horrible play calls. You you have to just know that, that that's what it is. We're not winning. And three games in a row, that says it all. Championship teams just don't do that. (laughs) They don't do it. They don't do it like this, that's for sure. I don't know, man. We'll see. I think if uh, we lose to San Diego, well, we all know what's happening. Uh, And then we can look forward to a nice beating from Kansas City. What a lovely way to have your season turn out. It's coaching for sure. Uh, No, they're not going to come around and make some magic thing happen. Although, stranger things have happened. Let's hope the super freaks come out to play, because that's our only hope. Appreciate all the knowledge and insight. It's funny, bro. Uh, And next, my very good friend at the tailgate, too. Saw him this weekend. Great to see him and his son. That's Raider D from the IE. What is happening, bro? (laughs) Let it out, man
8: to Greg, to Randy, to Nation, it's your boy to D from the IE, calling uh, in to kind of vent a little bit. I, I try not to call with a bunch of negative shit about the team, but uh, right now I I can't figure out anything positive to so, say. I mean, well, let me say start out by saying uh, I thought uh, EJ Emmanuel played a, a damn good game. Uh, obviously, we're not putting together a game plan. So to go out there and and make plays, you know, in a, in a non-cohesive freaking offense, I, you got to give them some credit for that. I think now we're seeing why Carr was struggling. We don't have a fucking identity on offense. We wanna we wanna run beast mode, and blow both people over. We're running uh, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Um, fuck, I'm, I'm stumbling over here, but. Uh, we look like shit out there. I watched um Cooper, I saw after a while he just wasn't even running the routes, you know. They're not going inside. We're getting um he's getting double teamed, but now they're flexing the safety. Safety's getting further and further away further away from you. you. Send him out wide, you run a freaking hitch and go or something, let's see if they're if they're gonna play it. You know? And then same uh on the other side, I mean Crabtree goes up and makes some catches. I gotta give him credit, man. A lot of those passes, he's not open. But you know, when you got a guy that that's that fucking hungry enough to go get it, a fifty-fifty ball is really a seventy-twenty-five ball. You know, he's going to take that other twenty-five percent away because he's going after it, and the DBs are going to have to pass interfere, or they're going to they're going to get beat. You know, that's what Cooper's going to have to start doing. Here's the problem with the Raiders. They're stacking the box. We're going to run Lynch up the middle. Nobody's surprised by that. We're running this read option, but the quarterback never takes off. Emmanuel finally ran with it once in the third quarter, and then you know it kind of people a little bit. But if, if that was part of the because you had to worry about that, now all of a sudden you can't stack that box because he might take off. You can't, people have to stay at home, they're not forced to stay at home, they're all coming toward the middle of the field, and it, you know, we're just not we're using that. And our tight end's got to catch the ball. Hold on to the ball. The fumble sucked. I mean, he's crook, changing his hands right to left, you know. And it just wasn't um, done well and, and ended up being a fumble. Had a bad spot on the field. Um, we need to start throwing some freaking 8 to 12 yard passes. Everything's three yards off the line of scrimmage, or they try to go deep. And linebackers are playing five yards up the line of scrimmage. We need to get those motherfuckers covering people down the field a little bit deeper. And we need to run some of these uh you know, Seth Roberts and and, and Cooper. We need to start stretching some of the, the safeties and in D Bs out. Uh, just open up the field a little bit and make some room there. It seems like every fucking pass, there's two or three guys within, you know, two steps of the ball when the guy gets what comes down. Um, I'm not an offensive coordinator but I think we need to do something about Todd Downing pretty soon. He's about one vanilla son of a bitch. This is a simple offense, you know, and here's my issue with that. If you're going to run a simple offense, then then stick to the fucking basics. Pound it, run it to to throw the ball, but you don't run the ball to throw a two-yard fucking dump off right after you fucking... Come on, man, make these motherfuckers work on defense. That's the problem. They're not working. We're not working. We've got all these athletes, and we're not making anybody work, and they're fresh. The defense states, how the fuck can our defense be tired and there's be fresh? And you look at that game, regardless of the big bombs that uh Smith gave up, time possession, relatively the same. First downs, relatively the same. We probably have more rushing yards than they did. They had the passing yards because of the big plays. But it, uh, quarterbacks, both threw about the same freaking uh, – I mean, their ratings were right. I bet you, if you look at it, both of them had a quarterback rating within five points of one another and, and completion percentage, you know, around the same. So how does our defense beat up and we're on the field the same amount as their defense, right? Because we're keeping their defense two yards off the line of scrimmage and they're stretching us all over the goddamn field. Man, anyways – got the charges coming up and uh they better shore some shit up. I cannot sit up and watch this lose. Anyways, Raider D, I'm out, bud.
1: And I know Raider D needed a therapy session today cuz he let it out. Uh that was well done, bro. Well done. <laughs> Great description of the actions of the game and the lack of action in the coaching. Um We're not prepared for any team. They're just throwing the same five plays out there. And and if they can stop us, they can. If they can't, oh, well, it's not our fault. That's the coaching staff. Uh, They got to get it together. I mean, they better better look at Kansas City games because that's going to give them some ideas on what to do. We have the players. Why aren't we making them make some plays? We are such a lame team right now. What a depressed... Place to be from last season. Failure, bro. And our next caller is the Prez, the R-N-O-M, founder of the Raider Nation in Atlanta. Uh, what has happened? Or excuse me, in Tennessee. Oh, God, what am I talking? What's happening, Prez?
8: Raider
13: Nation. What is going on? This is the praise of our NOM founder, enthusiasts, and all of above. Before I get into the game and the highlights and all that stuff, I know I've been off for a couple of weeks and stuff. I'd like to first say thank you, uh, Reddy Greg and Randy, as always. It's a pleasure and a divine honor. But guess what? The praise is coming to California, to Oakland. That's right. Haven't been there in four years. I've been, I've been so excited, just been smiling like the cheers i had on. Adam and Alice in Wonderland and all that good stuff. Just stoked out, man. I can't wait. Raider Greg, I hope I get a chance to catch you. I know you like to go to that Bad Boys Barbecue to come in and shake your hand and just say hello to you in person there, but I am there, and I'm excited, and I just, just can't can't calm down. I've been hype all week. Now, with the situation in hand with the Raider Nation and the Raiders. First of all, Raider Nation, this crap about this blocking stuff, man, just don't buy into that. That's just a bunch of BS, you know, the Increased the division. As you can see, my main man, um, E J he's picking up his he's picking his backside about the dirt also as you can see too. It's very unfortunate. Yes, there's some fun going on and you know, it might be some the close, behind closed doors, maybe, but I'm not buying into it and stuff. Hey, maybe we got a little too cocky. Maybe we just kinda like got a little overconfident. Who knows? But it's still too early. When we get to week seven and eight, then I start hitting the panic button as always. But right now, it's kind of early and stuff like that. The schedule's not going to get easier. That's a that's a doggone sure. Um, as for the Raiders, you know, man, um, I think it's time to get ready and start putting some young legs and stuff. Um, Cooper, as I always said, I I like the guy, and he don't get me wrong, he's very talented though. But you know, to go you need to go to Wizard of Oz, the Wizard of Oz, to find some heart, there, young man, find some heart. You know, that's too much talent now for you be dropping them balls. And Cook, you know, in Green Bay, man, you was um, automatic, bro. What the heck is going on with those hands, man? Was somebody passing out butterfingers and you guys uh, left the wrap with a candy on your hand, man? What's really going on with that? Uh, beast Mode, you're not a young, you're not a little youngster no more now, man. Um, really and truly, I'm kind of puzzled about this. I mean, I'm not no coach or nothing like that per se. But you would think that they would use him when we tore at the goal line, which is this. Knicks. I know he can try to get some though, but let's face it, man. Uh, those guys are ready for you. They're ready for beast mode, you know. And we're so predictable. We've been, you know, there's no, there's nothing just like, okay, wow. It's like, okay, we know we're gonna do this. We know we're gonna do that stuff. They're gonna run beast mode, and we're gonna stop them. They're gonna throw the coupe, Then, you know, he sees some defenders. He might drop it. He might catch and everything. We got too many weapons for that, man. Come on now. Let's just get together. Derek Carr. Um, listen. That's a serious injury. And see Tony Romo and others, man. You know, I, I know it's pressure on you, and, you know, you want to get out there and prove and stuff, though, but that's a career ending an injury. Something happens to you, man. And you, I don't want to see that happen and so stuff. We came too far to get a franchise quarterback since, you know, we don't know how long since really Rich Gannon. And now we're facing the, the guy with a serious injury who's rushing to come back and everything. You know, just waiting healed up and stuff like that, you know? Overall, you know, um, I'm not ready to blow the Wilson. I'm not ready to panic yet. I'm just optimistic as I already am. And um, I know I'm kind of like getting a little late there, but I need to get and wrap it on up. Um, I'll see you guys there this weekend. Um, I was going to go to the Hilton um, convention, but I think it got uh, postponed or delayed and everything. Heck, I'll still be there. You know, uh, last time I was there at the Hilton that Saturday night, there wasn't nothing going on because was just self great Angels. Hanging out just hollering raiders all night. I'm like, my God. Well, why do I need to go to a club when there's Raider Nation in it? And that was four years ago, and I, I think they're still doing it. There's a lot of uh, guys coming in. I think um, um, the New York Empire's coming in with uh, Colin um, Pooch. I can't forgive me for not uh, pronouncing his name right. And a couple other guys. I'm I'm am really happy and excited, you know, because over the four years I met a lot of folks, you know, through Facebook and you know, and you know, I got a chance to say hey, and a lot of folks excited about you know saying hello and vice versa. And uh, I got throw in also some In-N-Out Burgers also too, but that's another story. Thank you so much, Raider Nation. I don't um, gab enough. Raider Greg, Raider Randy is always a pleasure. Where's Money Man Mike? <laughs> I like to meet that guy in person too. But thank you so much, Raider Nation, and uh, let's get this win with San Diego because after that it gets hard. Raiders from the press. Thank you so much.
1: Well, first of all, thanks for the call, man. It's always good. It's always good to hear from you. First of all, second, you know, we can hear in your voice you're ready to fly to the Black Hole. (laughs) And you are going to have a hell of a good time regardless of what the Raiders are doing. It's always fun to come here. I hope they beat the living daylights out of the Chargers just for people like you that are coming into Oakland to see the Black Hole, to party, to tailgate. uh, Because like I have said before, it's going to be a short term here besides before you blink an eye they'll be gone Uh, this tailgate this parking lot will never be the same and neither will the experience so I'm glad you're coming I hope you get to the bad boys can't wait to meet you whole bunch of people from the UK should be in the house you're going to be well (laughs) well partied with people around you dressed in silver and black at that hotel man it'll be off the chain if not hit Ricky's it's always good Uh, There you go. So, um, and there's a couple other places too in town you can check out. uh, Look it on Facebook. They'll have some parties. There's going to be all kinds of stuff going on. Have a safe trip, my friend. I can't wait to see you. Tip a beer with you. It's all good. Let's just beat the Chargers, at least for you. And our next caller is by any means, mario i like it he's been calling for a while love your takes bro what's up
12: what's up raider nation this is by any means mario just uh giving a call here just want to express myself a little bit um was out at the game with my family there took my son out there uh six years old my daughter Two years old went out there with my wife and the family, so it was great times, good tailgating always fun being out there in oakland um We're actually from Silmar, California, so it was a very long drive back home right after the game, but you know it's it's um you know we're we're actually just counting down the, the games I guess from from Oakland and wanted my family to to go out there with me and and see what it's all about and enjoy it you know, what we're not going to have in, in the next few years, sadly. But um, my son had a great time. My daughter had a great time. My wife always loves going to the games as well. Um, my son wanted to say a few words. Uh, I'm going to pass them on to you guys. It's sad that we lost, but I had a good time. <laughs> yes, yeah, so and that's really all that matters the most is, you know, Seeing uh you know him happy and just thanking you know to have gone out there to a game and experienced that, obviously not the result we wanted. we're all you know a little disappointed in the way the game ended, but you know it's it all started from the beginning of the game. We were down 14-0 with you know a backup quarterback. It's tough, and you know it seems like everyone's you know you know fighting and playing tougher than us. We couldn't get out of you know third down situation, so you know the Raiders lost that game, gave up thirty points um it's really a must win game this sunday against the chargers the la chargers were to say but yeah very very critical game we got to win by any means it's literally maybe a must win game if there was any this season uh they got to just get back on track and you know show that we got we got some fight in us we got talent and we got to just utilize it so uh, am a little nervous about next game. I don't think we played a tougher quarterback like, you know, uh, Phillip River. is probably the best quarterback we've we played in these, you know, um, last five weeks. So kind of nervous to, to see what's going to happen. But, you know, we got to believe, got to get this win by any means. This is by any means Mario, and we are out.
1: First, let me say this. That is freaking epic, brother. You brought your family there just, I've been saying it for a long time, you know, just to get the experience of the parking lot, the Raider Nation. I mean, your kids will remember this. They'll be able to say, yeah, man, when the Raiders were in Oakland, it was fun. Yeah, that's exactly right. And those are experiences, man. You can't can't buy that. Uh, And I'm sure your wife, my wife loves it. My kids love it. Uh, Win, lose, or tie, you know, the parking lot always wins. And uh, it's sad that you didn't get a win on, for your family. But trust me, my daughter went to four years of games and never saw a W, bro. <laughs> never saw a W. So don't feel bad. It's You ain't playing. But it was cool that you took your family out there. That is awesome. I totally agree with you that this is a totally must-win game because people keep looking past the Chargers to the Chiefs. Chiefs are a buzzsaw, man. I didn't want to see the Chiefs. I want to take care of business this Sunday and handle the Chargers, and then we'll talk about the Chiefs. But, no, man, I'm hearing too much of that garbage already. Uh, We got some issues, and it's going to take a lot more than tissues, bro. Appreciate the call. Your son is epic. Great call in. I love it. Great call. And our next caller would be the 360- Raider, from Bellingham, Washington. I think my brother lives up there. Don't know for sure. I haven't heard from him in a long time. What's up, bro?
8: Raider Greg, Raider Nation. It's the 360 Raider. Checking in for Bellingham, Washington. It's been a while since I've checked in. A lot of uh, strange doings here in the... Uh, In the NFL this year, I'm not going to get on too big of a political rant about this and about what's going on. Obviously, the uh, the country is in a lot of turmoil right now. I'm having a hard time understanding why this league is insisting on creating a huge political platform with the anthem. A little bit about my background: uh, former Marine and and Eagle Scout and the Boy Scouts of America I think that uh, that should explain enough where I stand with with God country and family and honor and commitment um, I haven't watched any football since week two week three the players on almost virtually every team have uh, had some kind of a demonstration about the comments that the president, the president made about these guys refusing to stand for the anthem. While I believe that you know, you got the you know we have the freedom to feel what we want to feel and say what we want to say. There are consequences of that. And there's also a time and place for that. To do it on a national platform like these guys are doing, I hope that's really the time or the place. This game was designed to be an outlet for the average Joe to be able to escape the realities of life for a few hours on the weekend. Times have changed. People have changed. And... uh, philosophies and this kind of thing have changed. It just it's 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 disappointing. you could tell it with the play of the team, although I haven't, you know, again I haven't watched any I haven't watched any of the games uh for the last now going on four weeks. Uh you could tell that there's heartless play. Um you know I don't know if I buy into the story that the entire offensive line Sold out. Derek Carr against uh, Washington. You know there was reports that Hudson snapped it. You know that Hudson snapped it on purpose three times, and you know he got pummeled a, a lot. You know he got sacked. I think four or five times is what the stats said. And, and then you know he got hurt in Denver the next week. And then you know last. And then on Sunday, you know again another. Uh, you know Derek Carr out hurt. EJ Manuel. Uh, picking up the reins and then not really being able to do much with it and then you know donald penn and getting into it with a fan first off that fan was a buffoon uh a poor representation of the raider nation conduct yourself with some class there raider fan throwing bottles or whatever at, at, at a player's car it's not cool but uh donald penn you know, you got to calm down, brother. You're like five times the size of this guy. You know, what are you doing getting out of your car? Like, you're going to, you know, kick the guy's butt. You know, you got to be a little bit smarter about that. You know, it's just a lot of weird stuff like this that, that, that's that, that's going on. And I don't know what the end is going to be. Uh, will I ever watch the Raiders again? I like to say that I hope so. You know, am I still a fan of this team? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't burned any of my gear. I'm not. I'm not that guy. Like some of these. Like some of these folks have have been after. uh, You know, they've seen their teams protest. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I equate that to like burning the American flag. Okay. the, The 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 these teams are a part of this country, and that's like burning a part of this country. I won't do it. I just want these guys to just get back to what it was, get back to football, play the game, and, you know, create this outlet for us to be able to to unplug and unwind and put all the uh, – and be able to leave the politics off the field. That's the end of my rant. 360 Raider, and I'm out.
1: Well, that's a hell of a call to end the show on. <laughs> Just teasing, brother. I know you're serious. I mean, we all could tell by your voice and your feelings, and you totally have a right to have that opinion. I will grant you that for sure. You have earned it. Uh, however, you know, I'm not a person. I am a person of color, but not a black person. Um, and I do know for sure, and I have seen with my own eyes, the injustice and the recklessness and the havoc uh, that racism can cause to a man's world, his pride. I mean, to a person, period. Doesn't even have to be a man, woman, child. I've seen it all. It's ugly and it's it's irresponsible and it should have stopped 500 years ago. But I I will tell you that uh, I understand what they're doing. I don't agree with the way they're doing it. I certainly can feel why. I don't know if the owners uh, finally got on it because Trump said something. The owners should have been on, on top of this from the beginning, led it from the beginning, and it never would have got on the field if the ownership of the NFL which, you know, you say they made football for us to get away. They made football to make money, bro. NFL is about money. Okay, that's what it's about. That's why Kaepernick doesn't have a job. It's about money and power. And the players have very little power. Uh, they're making money, but the power thing, ah, it's still in the owner's hands in a big way. And I think the owner's, need to take responsibility for not getting way out in front of this issue, considering the proportion of black Americans that are playing this sport uh, to entertain the rest of America. And I honestly think that the ownership of the NFL is to blame. I I think that you should watch every game and be proud of every game and understand that the ownership of the team is the responsible party when it comes to this issue, uh, the owner should have been the first one to stand up and stand against this type of crap, um, honestly, and to say that it doesn't happen is just straight up bullshit, because it does. I do feel you, man, and I understand your place, and I, you have the right to not watch another game, but as a Raider fan... And as a raider brother of mine, let me encourage you to look beyond that because the issue is not about our flag. Every man to a man is proud of our country, I'm sure. Uh, But there are things and injustices that need to be fixed. And in this country, change has always been painful. It's always been very emotional. And for the time this country has been in existence, every time there's change, change there is discomfort, and there is some issue. So don't let it keep you from watching a game, bro. Uh, it's football. It's our team. Uh, look beyond that. Look for the solution uh, for sure. And I think you can do that. If if not, I, I, I respect you 100% anyway, bro, because you got a great point. I'm just trying to make both sides appear here. I do understand my father uh, was in the military, brother, you know, I didn't get there, but it doesn't matter because I really, truly respect those who protect this nation, and I think we all do. So with that being said, I appreciate the call. You really laid your your case out very cleanly and very well, and I respect it 100%. But let me encourage you to watch our team, bro, and uh, call in so you could say how jacked up they are (laughs) because... Uh, You know, you can hear the rest of us on here anyway. I appreciate your call, 360 Raider. I expect to hear another one, brother. Call in again. Watch a game, man. Uh, You know what I mean. Well, that will do it for the Raider Nation podcast. Uh, This show, anyway. Um, Lots to talk about. Lots to feel. Too much of this stuff has gone on for too long. Man, we've been watching Losing Seasons for far too long and just when I thought last year you could think man we're going to beat this team and bam it happens this season I don't know where's the feeling? what the hell's going on around here? they need to find some guts they need to find some cojones and they need to find some anger that mixture will make a perfect team and I don't care who's playing they got to come out angry and beat San Diego at home and not be embarrassed like they were from the Blackbirds. That is it for Raider Greg. I am... out.